Hola, hola. Welcome to the Breakthrough Brand Show. I'm Fabi Paolini, and my mission on this podcast is to give you behind-the-scenes stories, anecdotes, and unique perspectives behind building a premium brand that makes a real impact. I believe that when you create a message that is aligned with your truth, you can have the breakthroughs that changes lives. Each week, me and my guests share with you how we're making an impact with our message and the stories behind our success. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Well, I'm so excited today to welcome Linda Sidhu to the show. Um, you know, she's really amazing as a list building expert who helps entrepreneurs create irresistible personality quizzes that bring in hundreds of new subscribers and leads on autopilot to their business. Welcome so much to the show, Linda. So great to have you here. Ah, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. So first of all, I want to know how you got into doing this. Like, I'm really curious about that. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy story, to be honest with you. But when I was in pharmaceutical sales, I used to serve dermatologists. And I was brand new to pharmaceutical sales. I had come from yellow page advertising, believe it or not, which totally ages me when I say that. (laughs) When I got into pharmaceutical sales, I sort of leapfrogged into the industry because usually you start working with primary care doctors. But calling on dermatologists was a specialty. And so my company really invested in their um, sales force and what they did, they would teach us how to people read and how to communicate based on a doctor's personality. So I ended up being DISC certified and really understanding the personality types when it came to my doctors. So when I went into their offices, I really tried to lean on relationship building, understanding who they are, how I could help serve their practice. Um, how I could help serve their patients. And I really took that angle. And then when I would sell to them with my products, I would try to, so if it's a dominant doctor, this doctor is very efficient with his time, very fast paced. So, and he's not going to be somebody that's going to be told what to do. So the conversation would go very quickly. And then at the end, I would ask him like, where would you use my product? He would tell me, an acne teenage boy or a female adult. And then I would say, sweet, why don't you try it on the next acne boy when they come in? And so I would, he would direct the sales. And then anyway, this process by understanding somebody's personality allowed me to be top 10 sales pretty much every year in pharmaceuticals. And so when I quit pharmaceutical industry was when I had my son. And um, when he was five years old, he went to kindergarten And I decided to launch a business of my own. And I created a personality quiz because it was the only thing that made sense to me. If I could attract the right leads, segment my audience based on their personalities, then I would know how to communicate to them just like I did in pharmaceutical sales. And everything went wild. Um, My quiz was super successful and I kind of followed the breadcrumbs. And then instead of just doing email marketing, which I had a course for, I really niched down and got into personality quizzes. And that's how I'm here. I love that. You know, I actually did a personality quiz as a lead magnet in my business back in 2018, like one, like a main thing that I did for a while. And it was really powerful. And I think that one of the things that I learned from that experience is that people love to like self-identify and be like, Ooh, cause I, how I did it, it was, you know, um, I don't remember right now what I called it, but I think it was something like what your brand personality is or something like that. And I had four different categories at the end. So people would be like, Oh, I'm this or I'm that. 
And still to this day, I will get people from time to time sending me a message like, ooh, I'm a curator or I'm this. So I actually think that that's super powerful. Yeah, everybody wants to learn more about themselves. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, 70% of quizzes are personality quizzes, probably because of that. Like everyone wants to know like, I'm a Gemini. What does that mean? Or I'm a human design and this, I'm a manifester generator. What does that mean for me and my business? And so same thing can be applied for you as a business owner. If you really hone in on your personality, then you can stay in alignment and do things that feel good to you where your energy feels right. And that way you can kind of identify certain things that don't match your energy. But not only that, when you're segmenting your list based on people's personalities, again, you're going to learn how to communicate with these people. And some people want, you know, a high approach to sales, which is like, you know, just give me options. I'm ready to buy. I don't need an hour discovery call. I can chat in 15 minutes and I'll purchase. But other people are going to really want case studies. They're going to be on your list for three years before they purchase. And that's just how they roll. Exactly. So why, why do you feel like mostly magnets fails? And like, what do you think that entrepreneurs or online business owners should be doing instead? So that's a great question. And I think most lead magnets fail because people don't research enough about their clients, who they are. And um, that's why quizzes are the one that like really shine Mm -hmm. because before, when I work with quiz clients who want to create a quiz, whether I do it for them or they're in my quiz lab and we're collaborating on it together, we spend a lot of time researching the audience, trying to know their pain points, trying to know, um, you know, what are they struggling with? Um, what do they really want to achieve? And when you can find this information out, you can use it to your advantage, not just in your quizzes or other lead magnets, but also your sales pages, your emails and everything else. And that's the biggest thing I think people do is they just go straight for whatever they want to sell, but they never serve up what their audience wants. And there's a disconnect. That makes absolute sense. I feel like what happens a lot is that people attract Clients or, or, or leads that are on, diff, on different levels, right? And you can't expect somebody who is a real beginner in whatever it is that you're selling to be able to go in and buy your highest level program. And I think that having a personality quiz will allow you to kind of segment that audience and sell to the people what they need a little bit more, right? hundred percent. And I always use this example of Starbucks because mm-hmm. I live in Seattle and it's like my favorite example because they're here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But before Starbucks ever serves anything new, they've done a ton of research on their clients. So when they go to debut the pumpkin spice latte, people are just, you know, lining up to have it because they always put the customer at the front of the table. And that's how I kick off my services with quizzes. That's how I create quizzes. And that's how everybody should actually run their business is with full intention on their customers. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Do you feel like there's a difference? I mean, obviously there's a difference, but, or actually let me ask this way. What is the difference between an assessment and a personality quiz? Hopefully, So assessments... You can do an assessment. Um, Those are more, I want to say like surveys and they're a little bit longer, right? Mm -hmm. They could be up to 20 questions. And I think of assessment as like, do you strongly agree? Or do you, you know, or is this nothing like you? Or are you neutral, right? Mm -hmm. Those could be really good for, um, you know, maybe medical field, like academia, those type. But a personality pop and quiz is different. Um, it's going to be less than 10 questions. 
You're going to want to identify their personality type. You're going to want to have engaging questions and have fun with it and run with that theme. An assessment's a little bit more polished and professional. And then, you know, or even it could really work for people who are in industries um, that basically that are dealing with a sensitive subject okay. um, as well. And what I mean by that is I did help a client create a quiz. What was your pain to purpose? And this is really focusing on people who um, have had had to deal with loss, whether okay. it was a child that they lost. It was, it's a very sensitive t- t- subject. And we did call that one an assessment because of the nature of the service and of the quiz. But again, a personality pop in quiz is different. It's going to be a little bit more fun. Like one quiz that comes to mind is um, a quiz I created earlier this year. It's what's your signature margarita marketing mix. Mm-hmm. And at the end, we found out like you're a, a strawberry jalapeno margarita, or maybe you're a passion fruit margarita. Um, and then the theme kind of stays through it. So the questions was like, what garnish would you choose to decorate your drink? You know what I mean? And then Um, Not only the questions, but everything stayed on theme. When you click your name to get the results, the button didn't say just see my results. Mm -hmm. Um, It was cheers. Let's take you to, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of personality into it and you can have a lot of fun. That's super fun. I I actually worked with a client last year and we ended up doing a quiz for her business and she was, or she is a behavior, like, shoot, I'm trying to remember the exact title but essentially what she does is she works with parents of autistic children there is a formal name for it she has phd all of the titles and i completely blanked out on the name right now but what we did with her was um it was an assessment depending on like they could choose the age of their child and we could kind of see what like certain milestones that the child had to have met and this was basically an assessment to find out if you have a reason to worry or a reason to be concerned or, or to get your child officially diagnosed to find out if the child is autistic and it performed extremely well for her because it was really a powerful assessment tool. And then what we did in her case, and I'm sure that you do similar things was that depending on the result, it would take people to a video sales letter. So there was a video um, where she would explain a little bit more, okay, this is the result that you got. This is what, it, what that means. This is what your next steps to, should be, et cetera. And it was really a super powerful too. And, and I feel like, you know, um, I, I really, really feel like quizzes. And in this case, it was a mix because it was a quiz, but at the same time, the result, or I mean, like a, it wasn't, a, it was like an assessment, but at the same time, at the end, there was kind of a, very specific answer. I don't know. Anyways. No, um, I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I think what you're trying to say is when you have a quiz or an assessment, you're really attracting quality leads. Yeah. Because when you have a quiz title, for example, what's your pain to purpose or Mm -hmm. what's your quiz to cash strategy? You're really um, calling out the ideal clients Mm -hmm. that you want to take the quiz. One of the quizzes I um, helped create was what's your social selling, uh, style. Mm -hmm. And um, social selling also is referenced in the network marketing business, Mm -hmm. right? 
So people know what social selling means. And so if they identify with it, they're going to take it. But if they don't, they won't take it. There was another really good quiz that I created that was, were you born to be an influencer? And I can tell you that people only clicked it if they wanted to be an influencer. If they didn't want to be an influencer, they were repelled. Um, And this brings me to tell you too, the three reasons why you should have a personality quiz for Mm -hmm. your business is because they they attract the right leads. People identify with it and they'll take it or they repel and they won't, right? Mm -hmm. Secondly, they sell out your offers because they really build a connection. And what you were mentioning about videos just a bit ago, you can do that with private podcasting. You can personalize a podcast to somebody depending on their um, result, which is insane. And it takes things to a whole new level when you do that type of work. You can add videos, you can add your voice, you can be so creative and lean into your own strengths of what you like to do as an entrepreneur and communicate with people um, and let them know how they can work with you, right? So they really sell out your offers and then they also help better serve your clients. Again, the research alone will really help you understand who they are. It validates them. And that's just a whole new aspect that you can add to. So they attract the right audience, they sell out your offers and they help you serve them better too. That's amazing. What are some of the mistakes that people make when they're creating quizzes? I'm curious to know that too. Yeah. So the top three mistakes people make is one, they don't create the quiz right. So sometimes people start with the questions first. You Mm -hmm. really should design your results first and then ask the question. So they know, you know, which quadrant or which result they should get. Mm -hmm. Um, So start off your quiz by writing the results first. Then number two, people, believe it or not, do not usually add a welcome series. Sometimes I think 50% of business owners add one and 50% do not. Unfortunately, the welcome series holds a lot of magic. Like I said, you could have a private podcast. You could do all sorts of creative things to really welcome your new lead into your community before you put them into your newsletter. Mm -hmm. But if you miss this step, they take a quiz and then they're entered to your newsletter. There's sort of a disconnect. And I see that as a big mistake. And last but not least, the third one is not promoting it correctly. So a lot of times people create a quiz and they expect it to be like a website or opening of a business. Like it's here now, please come. But that's not Mm -hmm. the case. You really have to put a lot of energy into promoting it and not drop that ball. It can be your hardest working employee for you and it could last for a lifetime, but you still got to get yourself on podcasts. You still have to do group coaching teaching. You still have to go to mastermind. You still have to share the, the actual quiz to get people to enter your community. That makes sense. And it's so, so important is choosing the right title. Also something that's really important for, um, for creating an effective quiz. Yeah, there's a lot of effort that goes into a title. Now, when I start off a quiz, whether it's done for you or if I'm collaborating with somebody, we kind of have a theme, like a loose theme, like this is what we're going to do. So the margarita quiz, for example, I knew I wanted to deliver it to margaritas. Based on my kickoff call with Chrissy, she was saying that her nickname was Two Cocktails Chrissy. And I don't know, it just kind of made sense to like, okay, let's do a cocktail theme. And um, I wanted to do margarita specific because I hadn't seen a quiz out there that was just specific to margaritas. So I wanted to add that element in there. And so I started to write her result or her results. But when we circled back to the quiz name, 
okay, we were like, we wrote it out like 25 different times. I looked at it at every angle and it transformed. It was like, what's your, you know, marketing style mix or whatever, you know, but it was like, okay, then we played with words. And then the final quiz title was what's your signature margarita marketing mix. Um, But we play with certain names, you know, certain things like for personality quizzes, you could use the word style, persona, archetype. So I kind of play with those little words in there and see which one pops the most. But then you could also use, um, you know, like margarita marketing mix, like MMM. So it's Mm -hmm. just, it's a whole thing. And by the time you're done, when you really kind of pick out your top three, you want to ask your clients and have a poll because they're the ones that are going to take it. And so whatever they decide is what you go with in the end. I love that. That's super powerful. And it seems like there's a lot of pieces involved. Um, Okay. So the next question or the final question actually that I have for you is a question that I like to ask everybody. And it's now a little bit more personal because I have found, and I'm sure you have as well, that being an entrepreneur is quite challenging mentally. And I'm curious to find out what you do to focus on your own mindset when you either to protect your brain (laughs) or whenever you're facing a challenge. I'm curious to hear what you say. (laughs) So I think I'm sort of forced to give myself a lot of white space because I have a dog and I have to walk her two to three times a day. She's a hundred pounds. She's a golden retriever. She's got lots of energy because she's only two years old. And because of this, um, I think it allows me to just step away a lot, like, you know, to get a clear head, to get movement. Um, So I'm getting movement. I'm creating white space to help with creativity. I get to spend time with her. And it's it's just a beautiful part of my day. So I at least walk her twice a day, if not take her on a big hike. I'm actually doing a hike today after our interview. And um, what this really does is it gives me time to get out in nature which I love and she loves. And it gives me time to be with her and it sparks a lot of creativity. I usually like to do hikes before I start a new quiz because I think it really opens up um, just a different channel and it's good for my mindset. I feel confident and it allows me to listen to my own intuition when I'm by myself versus like looking at other things or other people. And at night I do hypnosis. (laughs) So I have an app that I love and it's usually, I can't really do a lot of meditation in the morning just too busy. And I need to get my day started. I got to get my dog out on a walk. So I choose movement, you know what I mean? To start Mm -hmm. my day. Um, and then I have a little boy, he's eight. So we have to take him to school too. And so the morning is just kind of rushed, but the reason why I choose hypnosis at night is because it allows me to appreciate the day, really let go of things and kind of finalize my night. And I usually fall asleep to the hypnosis and I'll choose whatever, topic that makes sense, whether if I need to let go, maybe I need to cut cords that night. (laughs) And if I don't need to let go of anything, or if I, last night, I actually did one on um, embodying success for my business, just stuff like that, like whatever I I feel that. that aligns with me. And that's how I end my day. That's super powerful. One thing I've heard, I'm not a meditation expert at all, at all. But I do, I have heard people say that walking is a form of meditation too. So you are technically meditating in the mornings as well. So there I think go. I meditate in the shower. Like I think yeah, that's right. Like I think that's also, and then walking and um, cleaning, like I love to clean. And I think it's those moments where you, you just, your brain's not like activated on anything. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know what I mean? You're not like yeah. doing something. You're actually, it's like, 
it's like white space, right? Like, I just think this beautiful white space. And those are another scenario. Like, I think you're right. Like where you're sort of meditating. Exactly. I love that. Well, Linda, where can people find you online? Okay. So the best place to find me, well, actually you could take my quiz. If you go to my website, www.lindasadu.com, it is on the front page. There's two different options. You can nail your quiz idea and check out my guide. Or you can take my quiz, which is what's your quiz to cash strategy. And in that quiz, I deliver a personalized strategy. If you want to create a quiz um, from like a quiz funnel, that's going to be personalized to you. So you have success. So you can check that out there. I also really show up in my Facebook group. It's called quiz creators. And I do a lot of fun things in there. Um, So that's an alternative space. And then if you follow me on Instagram, I'm Linda underscore Sidhu underscore quizzes. Um, I'm sure you'll share all the links too. I will. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so helpful, so much fun. And I can't wait to see your quiz. I'm going to take your quiz. I want to see what comes through. So thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Gracias for listening to today's episode of the Break Your Brand Show. To listen to more episodes or to be featured as a guest, go to fabipaulini.com slash podcast for more details. Can I ask you for something? If you got value out of this episode, would you share it on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or just post it online. If you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let me know about the show and include the hashtag Breakthrough Brand Show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe right now. Your thumbs up, rating, amor, love, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, fabipaulini.com, or follow me everywhere as Fabi Paulini. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Con amor, Fabi.